From the bingo halls of yesteryear to the bright lights of today's arenas, you're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys. This week, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, CM Punk, he's talking again. Uh, we've got Dynamite Discussion, Review of Honor, New Japan Notebook, Rumors and Rumbles, a weekly women's roundup. We repackage another wrestler and we do our match of the week. Uh, before we get there, let's do some introductions. My name's Jake and joining me is my co-host Mitch. Mitch, I saw the video. First Eagle of the season. First Eagle of 2023. That How's was it feel? That was the easiest one I've ever gotten. Like usually you have to make a pretty good putt to get him. This one was like a formality when I saw it hit the ground. It's like, okay, so I got an eagle. Sweet. So that was not bad. I mean, I woke up sick today too. My my wife sounds like she's been chewing gravel for two weeks straight, and I have that to look forward to the way it's going. So um, I, I got out while I was still healthy enough to do so and got rewarded. Yeah, it went, it went great round of the year so far. Hey, some people wish that their significant other sounded like Tom Waits. Just saying. Just I mean, saying. I, I ain't kink shaming. It's like what you like. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. good day. Yeah, I saw that video and it reminded me that uh, the other day I was driving past the, the golf course that's somewhat near our house. It's like a, a county one. We're not yeah. like on a, a residential like golf course. Don't worry. <laughs> the bingo hall money ain't that good. <laughs> no. Um. So anyway, I was driving by and this guy was looking to putt and just totally missed it. Like it sucked and he didn't go for it again. He just picked yeah. it up and my window is down and I was like, quitter. <laughs> may or may not have gotten the finger. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. he's very happy with you. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, my favorite thing to do is whenever people are about to swing is to honk my horn. Oh, dude, I, I am that guy. I'm that guy. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm. I still find the original Jackass clips funny, and uh, as you can tell, my my humor is very sophomoric. <laughs> uh, speaking of sophomoric, let's just get the punk thing out of the yep. way. Yep. Um, we were debating, not even talking about it, but this is so insane that we just need to address it. Talk big picture wrestling coverage and journalism, really. Um. So yeah, I do that's, fancy yourself a journalist. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, okay, so let, let's let's. Uh, so the big news yesterday was that uh, collision yep. was officially announced. We'll get to that in a second, and that should have been the big news of the day. Like, oh, look at that! This this is a legit WCW Nitro inspired show. This is going to be awesome. It's, it's such a cool homage. Look at all the talent that's announced for it. Uh, there was internal memos and uh, promos that were being sent around that had Punk's image on them. Uh, he was listed in the brief, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. Um, there were a, a couple people. I, I think Mike Johnson was the only person to really put his name out there mm -hmm. saying that uh, mm -hmm. Punk might not be coming back. And people were like, wait, what? He's like, well... Apparently there was a meeting with Ace Steel being rehired and that didn't go well. So they might be starting over from scratch. And everyone was kind of like, uh, not really sure where to go with that. And this is Mike Johnson of PWI. Like he's, he's a pretty trusted source. Like he's like Moxley's most trusted, like wrestling media person. That's his go-to guy. Um, 
and then all this came to my attention because out of nowhere cm punk just started throwing haymakers at brian alvarez on instagram for like no reason i was like what in the world and he's basically like doing the same thing that dax would do where he's just like oh alvarez out there just talking shit again brian alvarez said nothing about that at all and let's let's just go over my interpretation of how things happened there was a version of the memo and promotional material that had punk on the collision show but then tony khan's like well we haven't announced him coming back yet and we don't want his return to overshadow double or nothing which he might return at we'll get to that later too uh, they're not even announcing the Chicago show yet. So let's let's take all of that back. Just take his, his name off of it, do all that, and then we'll announce it later on down the line. Far more likely than Punk not working with AEW again. Am I correct? Yes. So Brian Alvarez reported none of this, and their beef is so weird because he... So this is all like... I'm all learning this for the first time, that like... His earlier stuff, he had like a gimmick where he like loved Maria and then Punk was with her. And so as part of a goof, he was just like anti-CM Punk or whatever. And Punk still like took that seriously, which should shock nobody. But 15 years later, he's still upset about it. And like calling him a womanizer and stuff, which let's talk about his like his track record. Like I just greasy today. Just saying, like, let's let's break out the list. Um, But yeah, like for no reason, like CM Punk, Dax, and I guess to a lesser extent, Cash. All these people throw Meltzer and Alvarez under the bus whenever they're not doing anything. And so Alvarez has to come on and basically say, like, I didn't report any of that. What all of this is so out there, so much so that Punk is basically like telling fans to go touch grass because all this stuff is being made up and he doesn't even know who's making it up. This is so carny. And like, it's, it's a non issue. Punk is coming back. We will be seeing him again within a month, maybe even a week. Like none of this is a big deal. I'm ready to move on. If you want to give some closing thoughts. I just want to add a couple hilarious cliff notes to the story, just because the rumor mill has run wild and, like punkamania is running wild all over everything because here are some of the other ways i've heard these rumors going i have heard not only did did that entire thing go off the rail because they wouldn't hire a steel again i then heard later today that they actually hired a steel back secretly two months ago yeah (laughs) and that one came from sean ross sap who is the one that dax and dax and cash like because they don't like Dave and Brian, but for some reason they like SRS, even though they're the same fucking person. It's the same gimmick, but they like him. Um, The other goofball that was doing the podcast with Dax went off on Dave, and Dave was just like... That dude sucks. Oh, that guy's the biggest geek in the world, but I don't even think Dave bothered replying to it. He just ignored it and ripped into Bischoff some more. (laughs) Um, Alvarez on the forums just kind of wrote this giant all caps like LOL what (laughs) and then someone told him to put it on his Twitter so he did which I thought was hilarious um Sean Restop also said that Punk and Tony had a hilariously positive phone call um again he's the one that Dax and Cash talked to so this is a non-story and a non-issue 
Um, was it supposed to build hype? Like, so here's, I think this is one of those things where it's just like any noise is good noise. Basically, like free publicity is free publicity, and it's not like. There's been a lot of people who basically run with rumors and report them as news instead of saying, like, Mm -hmm. this might be true, this might not. Uh, But then you have aggregators who, even if they say this may or may not be true, cut that part and Mm -hmm. then run it as this is what's happening. All of this is largely irresponsible, and I just want our listeners to pay attention and be very careful with, with with who they trust with their information because all the stuff out there is like even from the wrestlers mouths like for some reason ft punk just don't like the observer for whatever reason so that's that's fine they know dave doesn't vote in the polls himself right like he doesn't pick who wins no people don't know that people don't (laughs) like Like, i vote in those things every year (laughs) so anyway um yeah basically all this to say it's a non-story and collision is the big story Mm -hmm. and it got totally overshadowed by cm punk running his mouth if he didn't say anything about alvarez there's a little story about a steel that we wouldn't even be covering because it's not important i guess the other entertaining thing that came out is somebody reshared the clip from uh a clip i'd never actually seen it before it was from like a shoot interview back when punk and cabana were friends and they were talking about um infamous bikini girl that <laughs> they uh oof you know what? It's out there. It's easy to find. Go listen to it. Um, it was 18 years ago, and they do not come across great. And that's about all I got to say about that. Yeah. What but do you have to say about a collision? I am very excited. And I mean, I kind of figured this out a while ago when we heard the collision rumors, but I was very uh, confused when the Canadian tour was first announced because they made Calgary a house show and Regina, Saskatoon, both TV shows that abruptly switched Regina away from Rampage and made it a, they didn't even call it a house show. They just called it a show. They didn't give it a name. And so at that point it was like, okay, the jig is up. That's why you're saving Calgary. That's the big collision one. We then learned that's where the Owen cup final is going to take place. So the jig's been up for a while, but they did announce that they're going to do collision the night before forbidden door. Um, which makes me very glad I chose to fly in Friday and not Saturday because now I get a bonus night of wrestling that I didn't anticipate. So yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome news. And I mean, I know some of it will be building to Forbidden Door, but there will probably also be some guys that don't have spots on Forbidden Door because it's a small card when it's two rosters. So I'll get get to see a lot of names. Last year, they ran a show that I got to go to that was building towards Forbidden Door, and Mm -hmm. it's just jam-packed. Uh, we're in a grants. So we're probably going to talk more about it whenever we cover dynamite. Um, they don't do a very good job at building towards a pay-per-view when they have like months and months and months. This is like a one month build and a lot of it's going to happen within the last weeks. Like we'll know almost instantly, like what to expect on this show, which I'm, like I said, I've been saying this for months. I just want double or nothing to get out of the way. So we can just enjoy the summer. It is almost there. It's going to be amazing. 
Well, I don't have much else to say about Collision outside of they announced Collision, but they did not announce a new television contract yet. Which I guess we need to touch on because due to scheduling, we weren't able to record last week. Yeah. Um, so the big rumor going around is that AEW signed a new deal with Time Warner, which we've been telling, or sorry, Warner Discovery, um, which we've been saying for a while that it's likely they've already signed a deal and we just don't know about it um what was it the the low end from alvarez i think he was just being like very worst case scenario like the floor of the deal would be something like uh what was it three years 300 something that or a million or something like that like bare bones like hardly yeah that's worst case scenario uh the majority of places are reporting five years one point something billion i'm hearing about Um, 240 a year is the most common number that i've heard floating around which gives them a lot of sustainability because you know we look at the the cost i think it it costs something like what half a million dollars per show something like like per like dynamite so if we're running multiple shows Mm -hmm. we're looking at about a million dollars a week to burn through um and then you've got like 200 million on top of that like this is this is a huge deal and if you've been listening to us, if you've been listening to WrestleNomics, like we've been pointing you in the right direction, saying that it's likely a four or three, four or five times deal of what they're already mm-hmm. getting, which was 44 million a year. Um, Yeah, the, it, it's a huge deal. We're likely not going to find out about it anytime soon. Um, I think Tony Khan kind of pulled the plug on a lot of the uh, upfronts because they wanted Punk to be featured. Yeah and this is a carny business and punk hasn't really returned to tv yet and they don't want to announce it like that um there's nothing really to report um i have nothing credible everything's just rumors again like mike johnson's kind of just running with rumors at this point like uh we need i i have now distanced myself from pwi like i kind of take everything they say with a huge grain of salt now yeah i did that a while ago (laughs) yeah but yeah, that's the somewhat news-ish. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor going around. Well, so I think I think you're all caught up. That said, then let's let's get into dynamite now that we've acknowledged the collision exists because they're going to mention it briefly in the show. Let's yeah. uh, let's get into it. So, one of the first things I have to acknowledge: uh, last two three weeks, you've been complaining and complaining. I want to see the pillars wrestle. Build it to me that way. You got two of them wrestling. Technically, you got three. I got all of them, yeah. I mean, Sammy wrestled for five seconds and then cut a shitty promo because he can't talk. But you got real matches out of Jungle Boy and Darby. Yeah, and this why couldn't we have gotten this for more than a month now? To, like, build them as credible contenders. And there's different ways you can do it, too. If you have Sammy, just have, like... Okay, for example, if you're doing a four-way match at the pay-per-view... You need to have one of them say uh, Sammy since he had the squash this week. He has been beating people really fast, like out of nowhere. He has pinning combinations. He's gotten really fucking technical, I guess, but it's like he's squashing people. He can win at any moment. Sammy Guevara is the most dangerous he's ever been. But instead, we got to hear about like how the other pillars, they they actually kind of like Sammy. 
fuck off like let me see him wrestle show me that he's really great at wrestling and that he's a a candidate to win this title uh same with jungle boy like his strength is in the ring this isn't wwe we don't play by their weaknesses we play by their strengths put him in the ring he doesn't have to have a 20 minute match every single week but you've got rampage you've got dynamite all three of them should have been wrestling in some capacity for the last two months and we just haven't gotten it and this this build has felt totally backwards because now that they're they're credible they should have been cutting the promos now if you wanted to do that like it, it, i i still hate it i absolutely hate it uh the best thing to come out of all this was uh mjf was watching a tv from a correct angle and i hope they continue to do that because that it looked great um but yeah, I just, I didn't, I, I'm out on this match kind of no matter what, just because the build has been so bad for two months. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's very little that they can do now to win me over. So, I mean, I was like, we knew this match was coming when they first did the skit in Winnipeg at MGS Rebar Mitzvah. Right. Yeah. So, and, that, and we thought it yeah. was a great idea. Oh, God, Roll back hyped. the tape. Yeah. We liked it. It's a um, great idea. So honestly, I've just kind of ignored the build since then, since I knew it was coming and I was excited from that Rebar Mitzvah that I was like, you know, I know two of these <laughs> three guys cannot talk for shit. So I'm just going to kind of tune it out when they're on and I know what's coming in the end. And that, that made it a lot more tolerable. <laughs> I, I think it would. Yeah, that yeah. would that would definitely make it a lot easier to watch. Yeah, but uh, I do think it's interesting that Jungle Boy won with uh, with the tights after kind of getting the shit beat out of him by Roosh. I, I don't think that's an accident because it was fucking weird. Just tap out Roosh. Like, Ru- it's Roosh. Like, come on. Like, it. you, you can build them back up in one match like uh, he's he's one of those hikaru shida guys you know it's mm-hmm. it's not gonna work for me brother <laughs> Love that. uh speaking of shida she's got a new theme uh no strong thoughts we didn't uh, get to hear much of it but it's there no i meant to try to find it on youtube today but yeah, it might not i don't think it's there. even up yet no we yeah. heard it for about 20 seconds before they switched to to the dmd theme but she's got a new theme new gear um Probably one of the better flowing Ruby Soho matches. She's never mm-hmm. been stellar in the ring, but this one there weren't a lot of gaps. And I mean, typical I'm, finish. But I'm a big fan of hers. I've always been into the the Heidi Lovelace. Um, but she's one of those people where it's like the she's going to have a better match. How do I don't want to say this? Her matches against great wrestlers are great. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just like, how was her match? You just describe her opponent and you yeah. can, like, was did she have a bad opponent? Probably a bad match. Did she have an awesome opponent? It's probably an awesome match. Um, but yeah, this is what, something the best that she's looked. Uh, I just hate that she's weighed down by Paige. I just, I don't oh, like that- her screeching into the camera like Vicky Guerrero holding <laughs> an L up to her forehead like it's 1993. Hey, at least Vicky's gone. Take the wins where you can get them. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That said, we are getting Tony Storm and Hater at the pay per view. Tony extended the challenge. Yep. The graphic came up. 
which I really, I really like that. She, mm-hmm. she said that uh, they counted the house show mm-hmm. wins. What was it? She won four, four matches five in five days. Yeah. That's how, like dude. That. This isn't hard. No, that's great. Like you get the continuity. You establish why she's the one of the outcasts. Yes, the shot, and yes. she never got a rematch where Hater cheated to win. If nobody remembers, yes, Hater did not win clean. Britt Baker ripped off the turnbuckle and helped her cheat. Like, so the other thing I wanted to get to. Apparently, Hater's injury is legit. It's not a work. Yeah, I've heard that. Which leads me to an idea. Don't kill me for it. I've got a pitch for you, Mitch. Okay. Let's just let's shut Hater down, and she doesn't wrestle at the pay per view. Okay. Instead, yeah. uh, again, this is a pro Hater podcast. I've been asking for her to wrestle for two months, mm-hmm. and now we kind of know why. Yeah, she now you know why. <laughs> yeah. Um. Britt Baker says, "You know what? Hater's not like cleared." So instead of Tony Storm being the interim champion again, Ooh. let me defend the title for her on oh, her behalf. I like this. And then Tony Storm yeah. beats her. Yep. And so that kind of causes more friction between the two. So we have another layer to that story mm-hmm. instead of just outcasts versus versus originals. Oh, I like that a lot. Right? Doesn't that That's like? Great. I don't know. I feel like I should be booking this place. Well, maybe if, if they get maybe if they get a fourth show on TV, yeah, they'll, they'll last, finally give us a shot. If you can last as long as Will Washington, you'll get your shot when the time is right. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I, there's some really fun stuff you can do with this, and honestly, I'm just I'm so thankful I'm not going to see Paige wrestle at the pay per view. Like I, <laughs> I I promise it's not a gimmick. How much I dislike her being in AEW, like she's <laughs> a net negative for me. Um, yeah, I don't know, like how much better would It'd be if literally anyone could you imagine if uh Aunt Pam was in this role instead of Paige? <laughs> Dude, if we had Bailey out there instead of her, it would be it'd be the best. Everyone would love it. I'm curious about some of those contracts in a couple of years, but uh that's years? a whole other story. Years? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. I think anyone who's making more than five bucks there needs to be worried about their job security by oh, the end yeah, of the year. Oh, yeah, don't answer your fucking phone. <laughs> JTG this yeah. thing. Um, so we used, I mean, not won't get to the closing statement until we get there, but this was a bit of a different stro- show structure. We started with a Wardlow Christian promo and then ended <laughs> with a segment as well. I don't think we've done an open and close with segments before. No, I like I like doing I like doing uh I I think I prefer a match to start the show. And then if we're gonna do an angle, I people hate it, dude. People absolutely hate it, but I love the brawl to end the show. <laughs> like it's it's an awesome way to one, continue the story and keep everyone involved, two, kind of interweave some things to set up future matches, and then it also kind of like lays the the structure for what we're gonna be doing down the road. The end of the show brawls are amazing they need to do like one a month so here's the biggest benefit to ending the show on a brawl compared to a match if you're running short on time it doesn't matter because it doesn't brawling and if you cut in the middle of a brawl that makes sense you don't have to worry about it that seems like it's planned yep and yeah (laughs) i 
hearing the discourse about this show overall made me feel like I was going insane because I'm like, yeah, there was some WWE stuff in this match that are in the show that I didn't really care for, but it's like, I, I thought it worked like, well, we'll get to the main event, which had a, a screwy finish, mm-hmm. which we would expect because mm-hmm. it's setting up a pay-per-view mm-hmm. match. Like, I, I don't know, dude, I felt, I don't I don't like just blindly defending the show, but it's still the best wrestling show on TV. Like I'm I refuse to nitpick this thing to death. No, everything made a certain layer of sense. Like basically everything made at least some layer of sense, whether you liked it or not, there was logic behind it. They didn't make us think we're idiots, like <laughs> out of context Wardlow uh is my favorite thing this week. Mm um so this week was a, a little hard i was i was holding the boy he mm-hmm. he's having another growing week so it's just like this this kid yeah. is getting massive and everything's a little bit more sensitive and he he was being fussy and so i didn't i didn't get to hear everything super clear on this show yeah. but what i did hear was wardlow <laughs> say christian get down here and spit in my face and the crowd <laughs> goes yeah <laughs> uh best best thing if you didn't see last week's promo you're like mm. what the fuck is this yeah, guy what is he doing <laughs> but yeah i i absolutely loved it um we're getting christian versus mm. wardlow in a ladder match and i think it works yep um i'm 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 really hoping that we see wardlow one win this match and two add a little something to his character Yeah, that's well, see, a... I wouldn't hate Christian as TNT champion. No, no, I like both outcomes, and that that segment kind of helped, and the stipulation helped, and I I think it was a hit. Wardlow needs a stable. Yeah, let let's start there. So, what happened after the Wardlow? So, we've got. I mean, I'm not really going in perfect order here. Enough. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, didn't matter, good. but. We have Roderick Strong against Chris Jericho. Falls count anywhere. Jeez. I I kind of hated this match for a large chunk of it. Um, it made me hella nervous for the security. <laughs> like it, I was getting oh anxiety. Oh my god! All the guys like fucking jumping in trying to yes. get on TV. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god! That that legitimately gave me anxiety. Yeah. I don't know what that says about but me. There were two of them where I got really nervous. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's going off the rails. Oh my god! <laughs> Um, I think I would have much rather preferred a straightforward match. I get why we did what we did. Yeah. You know, the finish was them going outside the arena. You know. Adam Cole's waiting for him, <laughs> and they just like totally mess up mm-hmm. the University of Texas uh garden, <laughs> what, what lawn feature, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but by the end of the match, I was like, okay, that's cool. Roddy gets the win. Um, they're messing a little bit with the the baby face heel dynamic with that finish, but it yeah. just is it is what it is. Yeah. Um, if you cheat against a heel, it's not cheating. That's wrestling one hundred and one. We've right. known this for years. So yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the match by the end of it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Did you see that uh, the rating on cage match? No, I haven't. So 
very quickly after Dynamite ended, I it, up right now. it started off as the greatest match ever recorded on Cage Match. <laughs> That's still and an 8.99 right yes, now. Yes, it's barely gone down. Yeah. Mitch, I'm at like, if I if I do the 10-point the scale, yeah. I'm at like a, a 6. And that feels a little generous. Like, it, it was fine. Like, it was, a, it was an average match. See, I really liked it. I, I mean... Yeah, the security made me nervous, but like Roddy just beat the hell out of him. There was no chill in Roddy's chops. Oh yeah, no. The beginning moment... of this match, the beginning of the match ruled because he's basically just like beating yeah. the redness into Jericho, and it looked awesome. When they did that spot where they went to the stairwell, and everyone was confused, like, "Oh, they just went to the stairwell to come back out." No, they went to the stairwell to get the echo <laughs> to <from> leave. The chops. <laughs> They got the echo of the chops for like a minute straight in the stairwell, and you could hear it echoing up and down the stairs. And that's the reason they went in there, because that was like that auditory effect is what they went after. And I thought that was dope. But it was really good. I mean, I'm not going to call this like a five, a six star in the Tokyo Dome thing. No, I did really enjoy it. I did really enjoy it. And I thought. Like having Cole just waiting. I mean, you knew Cole was waiting right outside the building, but it was still a nice touch. So, we've got our main wrestling event. It's not the real main event, but the main match. Jay White defeats Ricky Starks by a rare disqualification, um, clearly leading to some form of a rematch at the pay-per-view. Yep. Um, I didn't hate the finish. I expected something screwy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We knew this wasn't the end, right? Yeah. No, no, no. No, you do this match on TV yeah. to set up another yeah. match of the pay-per-view. I thought this match was a dud until, like, the closing stretch. It was very average. This was um, this was the bad version of New Japan Jay White, not the good version. Right, which was stalling yeah. for time yeah. and storytelling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked it by the end of it. You can tell these guys left a ton on the table. Oh. So this match is going to, it could steal the show. Like they, they both oh, have that ability. They were, I mean, they were trying, but they were barely trying. Mm-hmm. Like they were just trying to make you want to see the pay-per-view version. Yep. Um, I think the only problem with this that I have is we've barely gotten them promo time. And because it's bullet club mm-hmm. shenanigans, we're just expecting a new yeah. person to come yeah. out and interfere. And I don't think Jay White can win this match clean. I think he kind of needs mm-hmm. someone to interfere on his behalf mm-hmm. at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of does affect my enjoyment of it a little bit, but I'm I'm looking forward to their pay-per-view mm-hmm. match. I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's not like Dynamite does this every single week. No. You get this. There's like, what, five main hours of WWE? Yeah. I would assume you get this multiple times a week. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, let alone like once a month or once a paper you build, yeah. maybe once a this year. Is, this is a rare thing. Very rare. And it's going to set up a stipulation match. Yeah. So again, people got really upset by this and I, I, I get it. I'm one of those people. I want my WWE sh- like <laughs> stereotype and shtick as far away from this yeah. company as possible. But the hard thing is <sighs> a lot of angles and setups were done by other promotions Mm -hmm. that WWE then ruined Mm -hmm. and people now associate with WWE. 
So this is still some older territory stuff. And I think it's done right. Uh, it made sense why mm-hmm. Ricky Starks is like, fuck it. Nah, screw this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just hit him with the chair. Like, yeah, yeah. he got to He's like, all right, you're going to cheat. Fuck it. Here we go. I he just sits down just after like, too. The referee was just totally like, whatever, that he hit yeah. juice with the chair. Yeah. He's like, all right, fine. Yeah. He shouldn't be in here anyway. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, that was a really nice touch. But yeah, no, I um, I really didn't mind the finish because mm-hmm. I know that the next match is going to be great. Yeah, not at all. Uh, so then we get to our main event. Yeah. Mr. Don Callis getting booed out of the fucking building. Starts his speech. He says, I'm not going to tell you, like, why I turned on Kenny, but I'm going to tell you what I did for Kenny. Like everything Kenny's accomplished is. No, I'll tell you who the real victim is here. Yeah, it's me. It's Don Callis. Callis. This guy rules. How could you sit there and let your girlfriend get beat? You did nothing. Like right out of that Winnipeg thing, I guess. Right out of that book. I I loved it. I was was booing along with the building. Poor Don, like, the reason you have this championship's because of me. The reason you have this is because of me. And this becomes important later too, I think. But yeah, hugely important. Yeah, hugely important. This was not a mistake. Uh, Kenny, of course, comes out to the line of security guards. He. Uh, I wanted him to just v trigger oh all of them God, one right? by one. Yeah, but we didn't do the Wardlow thing. We did the we did the <laughs> other thing. Kenny. Uh, Kenny can't get past all of them. So. Super kick party starts. The young bucks are limping out like Kenny's banged up from getting well stabbed with a screwdriver. Um, yeah. The bucks are banged up from getting the shit beat out of them earlier in the night, which I saw some complaining about that promo and like, yeah, it didn't do anything, but it told you they were in the building. That was the only purpose of it. And it also made you buy that Kenny would be by yeah. himself yeah. later on. Like, that's yeah. all it was. Yeah. That's so, all it was. But uh, yeah, the young bucks like limp out with their garbage can full of stuff, including the cleaner <laughs> broom. Crowd's starting to go nuts. You hear the cowboy shit chants. That was one of the loudest hangman pops I've heard. So, um, we've got YouTube TV right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked it up for the basketball playoffs, so I haven't been watching on fight the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. This crowd was amazing on the US feed, so I could only imagine how loud it was on fight. Th- that pop for hangman was insane. It was well, I also so had a loud. screaming baby on my chest for most of the night, so well, but I could tell the crowd louder. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the fight feed was louder than your screaming I might have to baby. go back. Yeah, I'll probably have to go no, back. No, it was it was awesome. The pop was insane for Hangman. Hangman's back, baby. Hangman is back. The elite are back. Kenny hands on oh. the broom. Mitch, hold on one second. What kind of match are they having at the pay-per-view? Who called that? Oh, who called that match? Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying for months what this is going to be. Yeah, they run to the ring. Kenny gives Hangman the broom. Hangman leads the charge. Kenny then sprints past him and basically (laughs) de-triggers a trash can into fucking Wheeler Yuta's head. (laughs) Wheeler's been selling his beatdown every single week. For several time it was it was for the Bucks. Now it was for Kenny. Like, dude, Wheeler Wheeler might die in this match at the pay-per-view. Yeah, but uh, Wheeler gets the shit beat out of him. Brian kind of does a little bit of a chicken shit thing and runs away. Uh, um, Mox and Claudio get beat down a bit. Wheeler takes 90% of the beating, though. That poor <laughs> fucker got it all. He's <laughs> still the young boy. Left. Yeah, yep. he's the young boy for sure. Um, 
And then they, they close with Hangman. And again, very important that it's Hangman cutting the promo, challenging them to anarchy in the arena, not Kenny Omega. That's yep. an important part of the story. But Hangman challenges them. Um, Blackpool Combat Club look surprised for some reason. Like they didn't see it coming and didn't want it, but whatever. <laughs> well, so the important part of the promo was Hangman grabs the mic. And this is on the same day where Punk pulls his bullshit. Yep. Hangman grabs the mic and says, we are the heart. Yep. We are the soul of this place. We are the elite. Hangman's back in the elite. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what caught Mox and the combat yeah. club like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, we brought the elite back together. Yeah. <laughs> we I think that's I think that yeah. was the look. That's a good, yeah. This is the guy that just beat Mox in a Texas death mm-hmm. match. And uh, literally tried to kill him. Yep. Like. So, yeah, the finish of the match was Mox dying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that that's why. And Mox yeah. was a little cartoonish there, but it just is what yeah. it is. Um. It. I gotta address it again. The thing I've been calling all year is that Don Callis will turn his back on Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. but guys, it's not going to be for no. Takeshita. It's not going to be for the Combat Club. You got to realize as soon as the Combat Club came out. Callus dipped. dipped. He, he didn't leave with them. No. He didn't enter with them. Callus he... is not the manager of the Combat no. Club. He will be the manager of United Empire mm-hmm. and will be in Osprey's corner at Forbidden Door mm-hmm. when he beats Omega for the United States Championship. It just it's right, it's right there. We've been telling you for months, months what's going to happen. And I'm trying not to get animated, but guys, if you're in our circle, we've got a pretty good track record. Listen to us. But I'll I'll stop patting us on the back because I'm just I'd like, dude, it's 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 all right there. Just go along with the ride. Dynamites and rampages can be whatever. Collision will very soon just be whatever. The pay-per-views are where it's at in this company. The, they've got the greatest batting average as far as pay-per-views go. Just if, if you're not feeling the week-to-week TV, totally fine. Just stick with it. The pay-per-views are amazing. Amazing. All-timers. So let me let me spell out a couple more things with this callous story. Um as a neat little Easter egg for the geeky hardcores like us, uh, Callus's Twitter bio is King of Winnipeg, bruv. No way. 100% uh, has been since he turned. He updated it uh, that night to King of Winnipeg, bruv. Like, it's kind of like we know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like he's trying to turn us. And why didn't Callus tell us why he turned on Kenny? Because that would take away from the BCC match. We can't get to Osprey yet, so he's keeping it a secret and revealing it when the time's right. I think we're going to be getting uh, a lot of uh, appearances mm-hmm. at Double or Nothing. Yeah. I think Osprey yeah. is very likely to show mm-hmm. up, and the Blood and Guts match might not be Combat Club versus Elite. No. It might be Elite versus United, United Empire. Empire. Mm-hmm. Which, just saying, I kind of like that more than the Combat Club. Like that match is going to be way more dynamic yep. and like people will be flying from corner to corner. Um, and I think punk is very likely to show up post main event and mm-hmm. attack MJF. I, I just, uh, it's, 
I'm so, just saying, don't miss the pay per view. So the last thing I want to say about this before we move on from Dynamite, yeah, of course. Sorry, sorry. this is this is my my take on the Hangman Kenny dynamic because I don't think we're done with the Kenny Omega story by a long shot, and I think it's setting the stage for uh, for how Osprey's beating Kenny Omega in round two for the United States Championship. Kenny is pretty much traumatized after Callus betraying him. Callus's speech was all about how nothing Kenny accomplished would have happened without Dawn. And I think right now Kenny's kind of believing that. He's going, man, maybe I'm not the guy. Maybe I'm I mean... not that without Don Callus. So now he's kind of, Hangman beat him clean in the middle of the ring. No bullshit, yeah. no interference, one-on-one. That happens very rarely. So Kenny's in a bit of a crisis of confidence here. Am I really the best belt machine? Am I the cleaner? Like, he handed off the cleaner broom to Hangman. Like, yep. you know what? I'm not that guy. Take it and run with it. I I don't know what I got to do. And that's going to come back to bite him in the ass in this Osprey match. And it's going to lead to a very big road of rediscovery for Kenny Omega to, to figure out who he is and get, get his mojo back. So nothing that happened was by accident. Hangman taking the mic. No. Hangman taking a step forward. While Kenny hangs back with the Bucks and kind of cheers him on, like that's right, we got this guy now. And it's it's huge growth for both. Yeah, like it, it's the it's the logical next step for and both. Let's remember and... what happened when Kenny first, like when they first lost the titles. Kenny let Hangman fall on his face in the mm-hmm. ring and just left him like a dead sack of shit. Yeah, and now now he's standing behind him. Like I know the, the attention to detail I these know. guys put into things is oh. Especially because it's like this is the third time yeah. that like the Bucks, Hangman, and Kenny were standing in that yeah. same formation. Oh, like, they, uh, they started this in Winnipeg. They yeah. paralleled it the same way with Hangman across from the other three. Yeah. In Winnipeg, it's... Kenny was the first one to exit the ring. He yes. dipped. He bailed. Here, he just kind of looked and Hangman walked right over and he moved aside and let him <laughs> place. Like the, the attention to detail these guys have is... Which, if you pay attention to it, is yeah, just like a cool know. little thing. And yeah. if you don't, it's not. You that still big of a get deal. the story. You yeah, still get it's... the story. There's just so much more to it that you could be seeing. But this company tells great stories. It just yeah. takes a long time to get there, and yeah. I I get why people would be frustrated with mm-hmm. it. I get frustrated sometimes mm-hmm. too because sometimes well, yeah. my anxiety telling... cannot handle it. Sometimes, like get it... there, I need to know that it's <laughs> yeah. where I think it's going. It can... I can't handle this. It can stall out for like a month at a time, where they just do the same angle. I mean, do I need to remind people about Sting versus Team Taz? Well, we got the same angle for like five years, <laughs> like. It's not a perfect promotion, but yeah. man, is it the best one we've got right now. Okay, take us through a review of Honor. Um, I don't really have anything for this segment. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying we're recording this on a Thursday night. Yeah. I didn't watch tonight's episode no, yet. No, I haven't yet either. Um, I've, it's become this nice uh, tradition where I've got Fridays off, so just waking up and watching Ring of Honor with the boy is like kind of a, a nice little way to start the yeah. day. Um, it's still like red and black dark. Like that's that that that's a that's a like um matches have been somewhat better. Uh Athena Sky Blue was fine. Uh 
we we still don't have any real clear direction on where uh, we're going. That's the tough part. So yeah, it's just even though we get like cool matches, you know, now uh, someone asked like, "Is Ring of Honor worth checking out?" And I'm like, I mean, not if you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like Mitch, watch, like if you're gonna watch I'm, the back catalog too, then yeah. I am very close to dropping Honor Club because it's it's not must-see. No, I'll probably get into the thing I've done with Stardom and New Japan and some other things where I'll just cycle it into the rotation and yeah. every few months I'll catch up on the stuff that I've been told is really good and that's about it. Yeah, basically I'm going to be looking for match recommendations Yeah, because they don't really run angles. No. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Just... I think the, the back catalog novelty probably still has another month or two of life for me just since it was gone for a while and I hadn't had it for a bit since current ring of honor was a disaster oh, brother. for a while. So I'll send you that zip drive with everything yeah. on it. Yeah, it's it's literally the that's DVD. That's how I'm hanging on. It's the DVD quality for everything. I'll, I'll send it to you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't really have much there for you. Um, Ring of honor. It's just in a holding period. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to check it out, go for it. It's awesome. Background wrestling in the same way that dark was, mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't pay for it though. No, the uh, some weeks the commentary really is the highlight. I don't like Nigel McGuinness on commentary. Um, I think it's very clunky now, just because uh, Caprice and Ian Riccoboni have had like they've got a really they good are relationship. So good together. Yeah, it perfect. They are the yeah, perfect are commentary phenomenal. team. And uh, just adding Nigel in there is kind of just this like sourpuss. <laughs> who kind of just like inserts himself randomly to say something like, I I just, it's not working yet. It very well could end up working, but like they're just let Nigel manage the Blackpool combat club. (laughs) Like I'm going to keep bringing it up until it happens. Like it makes the most sense. It just does. We, I don't understand the fascination with three person booths. Like, honestly, two people gets it done. Excalibur does it by himself mm-hmm. most of the time for PWG, and it works. Like, just one oh or two God. people. Oh, my God. I forgot the best part of Dynamite. Tony Schiavone introducing Jarrett Lethal Satnam Singh and Sanjay. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to say nice. them. I thought you were going to say them announcing Billy Graham's death while Roderick Strong is getting put through a table. No, no, no. That was insane. That was insane, but... I I, paused and went back, because I was like, did I hear that right? And yep, nope, sure. They sure did. I just... Dude! Sanjay, dude! Uh, that was a rare dark moment making it to non-commercial dynamite. Oh, hearing Taz corpse. Yeah, <laughs> that one. That one is all over Bushmania. That might make the intro actually. But um, all right, New Japan. Yeah, um, Best of Super Juniors is going strong. Uh, I'm a bit behind. Speedballs. Oh, <laughs> have you started? I've started, but okay. I am behind. Uh, so spoilers, I'm not going to give away specific points and everything, but, uh, Speedballs looked great. Um, I hope he does more here. I hope he actually wins the block, but I mean, we all know who's going to win the A block. Uh, I I mean, Takashi's right there. So he's right there behind him. We know he's going to end up winning the block for what his like fourth, he's going for his fourth straight. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I, I really don't have anything to say right now. Um, it's been nice. Uh, probably at the end of all this, we'll have much like better match recommendations and stuff like that. Um, it's worth checking out though. The shows are really fun. Leo Rush looks rejuvenated. Yeah, he's on um, the chair. Yeah, like this. It's been very good. The people that you would expect to be good have been very good. Yeah. The people you expect to be bad have been fine. Um, I, I think it's been elevated a little bit. Um, I do want to go over the resurgence card mm-hmm. because they are live from Long Beach this weekend. We've got the New Japan Strong Women's Title semifinals and final in the mm-hmm. same night, which I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Uh, first match is Mercedes Monet versus Stephanie Vacour. Am I saying that right? Vacour? Vacour? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Mercedes is going to win that match. And then the next match is Willow Nightingale versus Momo Kogo. I uh, would assume Willow wins here. And then who do you have between Willow and Mercedes? Oh, Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it would be insane if Willow wins this. If you told, but it ain't going to happen. Um. Then we have a very interesting match where we've got TMDK, which is bad dude, Tito and Zack Sabre jr. Which like, dude, the new TMDK is so good. Yeah. He's like 30 year old frat boys. <laughs> so good. Um, versus virus and El Barbaro. Van not wait. Van. Cavanario. 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 Doesn't quite roll off the tongue for me. I've got to work on that. A Barbero, Cavanario. I want to say Carvanario, but I'm like, I, I don't know what that is. And then I want to say Barbaro instead. It's, same thing. <laughs> like, I'm tripping all over this. Like, I'm illiterate. Um, I think that should be fine. I, I don't expect that to be anything like no. super special. Uh, <laughs> Fred Rosser versus Juice Robinson in the street fight. <laughs> I'm not watching that. I'm, no. This is. This is not a Juice Robinson podcast. We support Fred Rosser. Yep. He's he's way better than anyone would think yep. uh, Darren Young would be in 2023. Right? Jesus. Yeah. But maybe I don't need a street fight with him. <laughs> this card sucks. I don't know if you if you've looked at it. I mean, like, not... there's like one other match I'm interested in. There's two matches. Yeah. So uh this this upcoming one is not this, one of them. This one might not be it for you. Uh, the New Japan Strong Open Weight oh. Title, Hikaleu defends against Kenta. Uh, let's just assume that Hikaleu, you know, uh, Giant Gonzalez is his way through this match. Uh, next up, bad. this is probably my match of the show. See, this is the other one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, this is my match of the show. It's the. Uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, let's just go through Combat Club first. So it's John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta with Shota Umino. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see. I hope what he they, comes out with the jacket. What to do with that? <laughs> oh, he has to. He has to. And then they will be taking on Kazuchika Okada, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii. Like this. Let's That's go. Let's go. You want to know what my match of the week is next week? <laughs> it's that. Um, we also get the IWGP United States uh, heavyweight title number one contendership 
The winner of this match will go face Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. likely at Forbidden Door. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay. Mitch, is it out of the question to do Tanahashi versus Omega at Forbidden Door and then do Osprey Omega at All In? Is it out of the question? Absolutely not. Um, the reason I'm still leaning towards Osprey being the Forbidden Door one is I think like because Don Callis isn't going to reveal himself here. That's not where he's going to. No, 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 no. And no. so that's, I think that's going to add fuel to the fire of like Osprey sure didn't need my fucking help to beat Tanahashi. So like, I think there could be some, some play there, but it's not unreasonable to, to think either way. Cause I mean, Omega Tanahashi is still a, a forbidden door worthy match. It was going to be Tanahashi Punk I mean, last year in theory. It could, like, it could be Punk Tanahashi again this year. It totally could be. They could really go back to that too. Um, so that yeah, as much as I assume Osprey's winning, I also don't assume Osprey's winning. Like, I'm I'm still betting on him, but I'm not going to be like, oh my god, oh for sure, no, Osprey's the odds-on favorite. Like, I'm just saying, like, I I would not be shocked if Tanahashi no, wins. If no. toothless Tanahashi yep. wins. So yeah, that's, that's the uh, card, New Japan yeah. Notebook. Yeah, it's not a great show. I'm no. not paying for the show. Oh god, <laughs> like no. I'm I'm not. No. Could you imagine buying tickets to this show? I, I uh, uh, those two matches aren't that good. Who knows? Maybe El Barbaro Cavanario nailed it. Will really show out. Maybe. Who knows? Okay, so rumors and rumbles. <laughs> um, well, let's start in the mid. I mean, there's only two left because I just put a place note for collision in here, but let's start on the awkward one that came up during Roderick Strong's match. Uh, superstar Billy Graham has indeed passed away at yeah. 78, 79, something like that. His health's been bad for a while, tweeted he was coming off life support, and that's it. Um, pretty foundational person in the industry, controversial like most of them, but yeah lot of lot of people in the business and interested in the business because of Billy Graham for sure. A lot of people owe their success to him. Yep. Um I mean how many gimmicks were stolen mm-hmm. and people just made their entire career mm-hmm. out of like being knockoff, you know, mm-hmm. Billy Graham. Um I don't have too much to say here. I always thought he w- was not an awesome person just because he was very outspoken mm-hmm. about things. Um, uh, I just, I don't know. It, it's hard doing a wrestling podcast and then like trying to hold wrestlers accountable. Cause it's yeah. like, it's so uh, that they're wrestlers. Like, I don't, I don't know. Man. Especially the know. ones that are getting to that age. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm happy that he's no longer having liver issues, yeah. um, that I, I couldn't imagine just the, the fight that he was putting on um but yeah you i i would assume that you would have a lot more to say about the superstar than me yeah i mean i don't know really what else i want to add here i mean there's there's a catalog of footage to go watch there that's true there's that that aspect of his career is very much worth watching if you're into classic wrestling again i think that's a difficult different story but i think the observer is going to be a must read so oh yeah 
the apps and like Dave was definitely shaken up more than most passings by this one and he doesn't get flustered often so he's going to be pulling the midnight oil writing up this Billy Graham one I wouldn't be surprised if we don't actually get the newsletter until late late Friday yeah no that's so the one thing we did learn from QTV on Dynamite this week was that yeah. they are now publicly acknowledging that All In is past 65,000. Um, WrestleTix has it pegged right around there and that the capacity is currently looking like about 85 right now. Again, it's always hard to tell with these sorts of things, but... I heard capacity was 74, yeah, so but I it heard, keeps changing. So I heard 74, and then they just opened up more to push it to 85. Okay. Like I heard it from that same strand that said 74. I, I think after Punk debuts, they're they're going to be opening more tickets. I think yeah. this is going to just only get bigger and bigger. Yeah. No, they've, uh, they've proven that they kind of know how to sell some tickets when they need to. I mean, I I don't know how well that uh, un- a technically unannounced uh, Chicago Collision show is going to sell, but once they're going to give it a kitchy name, like yeah, I've heard the second coming quite a bit I've, being I've thrown around. Yeah, I personally, I'm a fan of uh, the next dance or you know the last dance. <laughs> like if we really want to do go that far uh but let's just call it the last dance because who knows like we who knows it might be a week (laughs) um but yeah i i don't think i've got anything else i want to touch on that i mean i think um we're going to be keeping an eye on it until the show for sure yeah it's it's, until punk stuff comes out more it's going to be a continued slow trickle and then we'll get another big spike I think they announced the main event and it's an, it's a sellout. I think that's all it's going to take yeah. is just announcing the main yeah. event. Or everyone who wanted to buy tickets have already bought tickets. Uh, who knows? It's it's so hard to tell at this point because we're talking about such a large number. Yeah. That's why it's fascinating to us. All right. This is the moment where I dive into what's going on in women's wrestling. My weekly was yep. wound up. There's not a, not a ton of new news this week, but some of it's kind of neat. Um, I think it was affiliated with West Coast partially, but there was a big Queen of the Indies event. Yep. I have been trying to watch it, but IWTV has been the most glitchy thing in the world for me, and mm-hmm. I have now failed three times, and as much as I want to watch this, I don't know how many more times I'm willing to hit the button and watch a loading screen for no payoff, so I may never end up getting to see this. Um, I never used to have that many problems with IWTV, but it's... Some things just don't want to load. Yeah, it's a bummer. Really, the only thing I would have that for is West Coast Pro. Yeah. But there's the, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm sure they're you know tightening the belt and crunching numbers as much as possible. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, it's just there's a reason why I unsubscribed. I was just yeah. like I I just can't. Yeah, I'm only on for a month, and it was just to watch this and then binge a few West Coast shows to catch up a bit on what's going on there. And then let it go into the abyss for a while again but i may not even be able to accomplish that much yeah i'm probably gonna be doing that over the summer because i do miss my west coast pro especially now that hero's booking it i was like dude i'm dying so on uh on AEW news 
now that collisions coming before the announcement, they started adding more and more people to the roster page, just people who had been signed and not really made official. So there's a few on the men's side. The women's side has gone up 15% in the last week with people added. And I mean, it's the people you'd expect, like they've added Diamante, Kira Hogan, Marina Shafir. Um, it's shocking the, to me that they weren't on the roster to begin with. Well, that's the thing. They were, the, the page has never been up to date. Like, if you follow who's retweeting things, who's got shirts, those sorts of things, you know, who's signed, but who they've actually put on the roster page was always a little different. Now that the collision's coming, they've kind of chosen to shore it up, but it does put the women closer to the percentage they were at when AEW first launched, um, because for a while it was a pretty big ratio of men getting signed compared to women, and that ratio is starting to thin. We are now back at a similar ratio to when the company started. And as an overall roster size, not just the women, if I compare the hours of TV with Collision being added to the roster size, we are back where we were in the early days of Dynamite for roster size compared to TV time. Like almost to a TV. And it's it's a healthier roster. Too. Yeah, it's a much better roster for sure. But like just the amount of time if you assumed everybody gets equal time, the amount you can expect to have matches and segments is pretty much right on par for when Dynamite launched now that we have Collision coming. All right, Freddie Prince Jr. I don't know if everyone can get equal time. Like it's That's a theoretical concept in a vacuum. It's just <laughs> no, a useful I'm metric. Just, I'm, give, I'm giving, size. giving you a hard time. I still think that it would be very, very smart of them to do a women's only show. Oh, absolutely. Like at when was the last time we saw nyla rose you know yeah well now I mean, dark's cut too they're still wrestling in front of the crowds it's just not being shown anywhere i still really they yeah. have to be recording i mean it. they're only doing one or two matches but they're absolutely like i saw a clip because abaddon who we haven't seen in months and months like probably close to a year she That's was at the show uh, me too but she was at the show on wednesday and wrestled a six-woman dark match okay like it, they have still. They only do one or two, but they have been doing bonus dark matches. I would be shocked if that's not being recorded. Oh right, they were. They record everything. There's no way it's not on film somewhere. Um, you hear that? Sweep the cameras for bath or sweep the bathroom for cameras, guys. Yep. I don't know how to say this next part gracefully after all the bathroom talks. I'm about to talk about Anna J and you know. Um, Anyways, Anna J gave a little shout out to BJ Whitmer for helping the women's division. Um, just a nice little little article interview with Fightful where she mentioned that he was one of the ones that was really kind of working overtime with them. I know Dustin has in the past, and mm-hmm. they've got Madison and Sarah Stock doing a lot, but we don't hear a lot about what BJ's roles are within AEW, so it was kind of neat to to get that little shout out there. And there really wasn't a whole lot else going on, so I had to fill the air with something. So <laughs> there we are. All right, you ready for my repackage for the week? Yeah, so I haven't. Uh, so I I deferred to you to pick again this week, um, and I haven't read it. So I'm. Uh, All let's right. do it live. All right, we'll do it live. So my pick this week was specifically the Super Smash Brothers portion of the Dark Order, Uno and Grayson. Oh hell yeah! I got good picks. <laughs> let's let's get back into the Ring of Honor talk. <laughs> So my 
pitch basically to get Uno and Grayson because once upon a time, like there was a legitimate threat for them to win the titles. They had a great TV title match, like early pandemic that much like the best friends, it was very believable. I think it was minimal mm-hmm. crowd. The crowd got behind him. Like there, there was a time where they were potentially near the top. And when they first came into the company, the Bucks said, give it a year. And like, everybody's going to be, they were the first tag team that the yeah. Bucks got. Absolutely. And like they, they even mentioned in a podcast, they had offers to go to Ring of Honor, and the Bucks literally called them. And were like, "Don't fucking go. Hold on. Trust me." And then AEW got announced, and things have not panned out great for the Super Smash Bros. Um, I I don't have a specific pitch as I did with Lance Archer. I think one of the keys is we have to go back to being a heel team. Uno can be a good talker in the right concept and the creepy weirdo isn't doing it for him. The, the weird righteous thing they've going got going on in ring of honor, isn't going to do it for Stu, but as a bit more of a psychopath, I think there's room for Uno to shine. And with Grayson being the in-ring psycho, I think you can kind of build him up that way, but it, it can still work with dark order, but Uno's got a, take a little more control and be a little more vicious and we need a more hardcore version of super smash bros because i don't think the way is going to like the video game gimmick or anything like that no grayson is a killer in the ring and if you have uno as uno can be too oh absolutely uno can be but grayson can't talk for shit so uno's got to be the mouthpiece i I would be a psycho leader we can get a little bit a little bit more mileage um, man, see, this is hard because this is a hard one. Given given the death of Brody, mm-hmm. the Dark Order will always exist in some form in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're basically just holding on until Brody Junior wants yeah. to, you know, come in and yeah. take over. Mm-hmm. Which you know, not like Nick Wayne, where it's like, all right, in two years. Mm-hmm. It's 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 gonna be a bit. Um, well, I think the countdown is what six or seven years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God help us if we're still doing this pod in six or seven years. Oof. That'll be long enough to get us hired. So. I know. I know. I'm here just long enough to get booked to do Ring of Honor. Um. Don't worry, I'll bring you with me. <laughs> I agree, but I don't think you need to turn uno and Stu heel in order for them to be aggressive badass tag team champions um what was the best moment for pentagon jr in his career mainstream like aew nope what is he known for are you talking the lucha underground shit Hmm. I barely watched Lucha Underground, so you're gonna have to help me here. Ah, oh, so you didn't see the death match that he had? No. In like season one. No. Nope. Oh, brother! <laughs> you gotta watch that. It's him and Vampiro. Um, I think you can have the Super Smash Brothers defeat the Lucha Bros and do it in such in such a way that it's like dude you thought there was blood in that dog mm-hmm. collar match between the briscoes and ftr like 
let's let's put over the smash brothers as killers and i think i is man every time i think about what to do with the dark order i'm just like i i think they're going to be very very careful because they don't want to replace brody in any way but they also don't want to continue the gimmick so i'm just like uh let's just have them do their own thing for now them as ring of honor tag team champions makes perfect sense oh sure um as far as a mouthpiece man definitely not vincent (laughs) i i could i could care less with this current shtick even though i do like vincent a little bit he's one of the few creepy people that i i enjoy (laughs) um looky perverts you might say (laughs) with this new unlimited budget do you know who i grabbed from wwe to be the the talker for them who this is a three count pod i grabbed shane helms Mm. to be their manager their, their mouthpiece maybe even trios part for who knows who knows um i they need to have someone promo for them evil uno gets a little too cute with his promos um i'm trying to think of like people in ring of honor now and there's there's not really anyone that fits with them um but as far as repackaging them i really like we've said i don't think you have to do much i just want to see them be much more aggressive and I think you could have them as the, the tag team champions. Now, the problem is they're not as big of a draw as the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. So you have to really, really, really do an awesome job uh, just to establish that. And honestly, I don't know if they're at the point in their career where they can carry the tag team division. Uh, they would really have their work cut out for them. So honestly, I really don't know how to move on. Maybe if maybe if you gave them a big you could do a trios run with them um fuck it let's trade malachi black and buddy back to connecticut and yeah they can they can give us whoever they want and we'll take back uh yeah whoever and you can just put brody i was gonna say you don't even care who you get back you just want brody over yeah i just i want brody with the super smash brothers because i think that would that would be a dope team that'd be so much more fun than house of black i'm just saying oh you know who we talked about him on our last episode lance archer it's right there it's right there uh would it be weird if they joined bullet club gold (laughs) yes Juice yes, Robinson and Super Smash Brothers as a trio. Let's go. Now, you know who uh, could make a trio work for them is El Fantasmo. He's goofy enough to pull it off. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Bring him in House of Torture. Oh, God. <laughs> you Super Smash Brothers and Jado. <laughs> Jado. Yeah, we're kind of getting punch drunk now. Um yeah dude i don't know there's there's not too many ways that you can really go with them um oh i got it we talked about them having a a harder style Mm -hmm. bring back an aew alumni to be their third and their mouthpiece in a way that he never really got to perform before joey janela Ooh, and you have these guys do the the death matches in ring of Mm -hmm. honor Ooh, that could work. Man. Wait, what's Necro Butcher up to? <laughs> can we can we get 
Mark Briscoe hanging upside down and bleeding this time. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I There's so many different ways you can go with it, but uh, it's hard to make them a credible threat. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely think there's a ceiling there. Yeah. Definitely. All right, what's your match of the week? Oh, man, I don't know if I have one. Uh, let me look through my notes. I ha- might pick something from Super Juniors. What do you have? I mean, I haven't seen much of Super Juniors yet, so I'm going to stick with uh, Roddy Jericho because I did really love that one. Yeah, that was really good. Um, bu- 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 excellent podcasting. I apologize, guys. <laughs> uh, I swear that we do notes on here. I'm gonna say shit. I am totally drawing a blank. I don't know if I have one for this week. <laughs> uh, can I just say it's Wardlow telling Christian to come down to the ring and spit in his face? That's yeah. my that's that's my match, of, match the of the week. Um, no, I want to I want to give a legit one. I really enjoyed the. Yeah, I'm going to go with the tag match where it was Big Bill and Lee Moriarty versus mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy. That was a really Darby. good match. That was really good. Um, I like the added touch that Darby won with the... The headlock takeover, yeah. The takeover. <laughs> and he's just, uh, as soon as he hits the coffin drop, he's like, no, I'm not done. You're like, what are you going to do, coffin drop me again? Oh, right. You're going to flip. Yeah, we got it. I think... I, I don't know what it would necessarily look like, but I think if anyone would do it, it would be him. I don't know if he could someone would trust him enough to do it, but a headlock takeover from the top rope <laughs> could look really yeah. gnarly. Um, and I will laugh my ass off if that's the finish to double or nothing is, you know, MJF putting mm-hmm. the screws to Darby and then winning with another headlock takeover. And again, I saw some people upset by that, but I'm like, guys, you, the reference is... Mm-hmm. I mean, they mentioned it the like MJF 20 Darby times after it happened. Like, yeah. Over and over. And then they talked about it in a promo. Was that a message to MJF? Yes, absolutely it was. Yeah. Like, Very pointed. They beat you over the headlock takeover with this. Like, I'm hoping next week we get a trios match where it's MJF, uh, Moriarty, and Bill versus, you know, Darby, yeah. Jungle Boy, and Sammy. I think that would be a really... Mm-hmm. It'll be a good main event to send people home for the pay-per-view, which by the way, that pay-per-view has a lot of seats available still. Mm-hmm. A lot of seats available. Someone pointed um, out a lot of the travel crowd that would have gone to Vegas is probably doing Forbidden Door instead. So, Yeah, I mean, we're all in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that was my match of the week. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Orange Cassidy doing the the twenty one person gimmick at the oh paper is going to be interesting. That make me laugh. It's so yeah. perfect in character too. Twenty, that's a big number. All right, let's do it. <laughs> at the risk of upsetting people, I'm going to go back to the Super Smash Brothers. Do you know who would be a good third for them? Got to break up the best friends to do it. Chuck Taylor, Deathmatch <laughs> Legend. He starts cutting promos for them, just unhinged promos. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, I think it could work. We have not seen enough of the real Chucky e. T in a. <laughs> I would say we haven't seen it at all. <laughs> we we saw like, like a very street, brief glimpse of it with the, like the parking lot brawl. Yeah. Uh, or parking lot brawl. Yeah. Still one of the best dynamite matches we've ever gotten. Oh God. That one. And then the, the pandemic match where was the, the arcade gimmick. Oh God, where Statlander like almost breaks Penelope's nose yeah. punching through the, the fucking claw. And it was machine. versus Kip and Miro. Yeah, Kip and Miro. <laughs> that was great. Oh, Miro with the Super Smash Bros. I'm just saying. Miro's know. back. Andrade's back. <laughs> it's almost like somebody came back to the other place. I don't know. Thunder Rosa's back magically healed. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything else you want to get to before we scoot? No, I think we got it covered. Yeah, uh, so next week is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do um, Dynamite Review and uh, largely tie that into Double or Nothing Preview because next weekend is Double or Nothing. Um, We'll have a better grasp on Best of Super Juniors and we'll... yeah, we'll kind of we'll probably know some stuff mm-hmm. about uh, Punk's return, and then all the all the fun Forbidden Door stuff. Dude, this next month is going to be so much oh, fun. I'm so excited! <sighs> so until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch, and we're the Bing Hall Boys. <laughs>